Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff you find truly bingeable. Okay, you bitches. This Brit is completely bingeable. I met them, I would say... We met actually doing one of these, like we were judging a ball of all things. And it was like right when the world was starting to open back up, you know, post-COVID and all that sort of a thing. And so are we ever going to be post-COVID? But anyways, you guys meet Jackie with two E's. Whoop, whoop. Hello, hello. Hello. How are, how are you, darling? I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So... We are going to be wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving, and we are going to be giving you some stuffing for your Thanksgiving. So, and Jackie knows about stuffing in all sorts of different ways. And a little gravy. Yes. Okay. So Jackie is an adult performer. He is an activist. He is they. I'm sorry. I should not be saying he. I should be saying they. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) I'm like the worst person in the world and I know this and everything. Our very favorite like NB. But anyways, they are here today. We are just going to be talking about things like a little bit of White Lotus, a little bit of Housewives, a little bit of Twitter and all those sorts of things. Okay. So as I collect myself and as we get ourselves back together here. Jackie, we have our first thing that we do here and that's going to be our icebreaker. And these are our 10 self-indulgent questions and why i call them my self-indulgent questions because they're usually about things that i like to talk about so they can change from week to week moment to moment and whatnot and so we change a couple of these things on here but my first question i'm going to ask you because it has to do with binging usually and that would be what was your last takeout order oh i'm chinese food that's definitely my kryptonite so i don't even know when it was but i know it was chinese food nice okay and when you say Chinese food, are you an entree person? Do you like the extras? Like, what are you ordering? What's your Chinese order? Ooh, I have to do like an entree and a rice dish and a noodle dish. And then usually like an appetizer as well. See, she's a binge. I, like I knew she was a binger because I'm a binger too. So this is the thing we like. I'm one of those people too, who I'll, I'll order like a bunch of things from takeout because I know that I'm going to have it for like the next couple of meals. Yeah. I want, I want all the flavors. And if I'm paying the extra fees, then I'm going to pay those fees and get what I'm worth. And if I'm having to pay the California driver's fees, then I'm going to make it worth my while. And I'm going to have enough food for the next couple of days. So Absolutely. yeah, exactly. That. Okay. You are somebody who also has like, beautiful skin and you also just have like one of those like great bods that like it looks like you can eat anything so when i say that are you eating chicken are we tofu are we vegetarian what are we ordering i eat all the meat i actually hate tofu the texture is just really weird for me um so i definitely just eat like as much meat as possible um and this really is going to get better out. when we start talking about the OnlyFans content. So all these little okay. things that he says about his meat eating and everything, <laughs> it's out there, y'all. Um, okay. And by the way, where can they find you, Jackie? So if they want to look you up and look at you right now and getting your DMs. Uh, it's going to be Yeah Jackie on all platforms. So Y-E-A-H-J-A-C-K-E-E. And that's on everything, there including go. Venmo. So go check him out and send them... Some Venmo dollars. Okay. Question number two. What's your favorite scent to wear? Ooh, at the moment, I really love um, Victor and Rolf's Spice Bomb. That was like a random one that fell in my lap. I love that. Um, Dior Fahrenheit was like the first fragrance that my first boyfriend ever wore. And it's like an instant hard on whenever I smell that. So I love that too. And then I also like no fragrance as well. Like a natural body smell is nice too. So I like a mix of both. I'm like into a natural body smell, but it has to be somebody who isn't doing drugs, number one. Um, because like that pheromone really, really gets messed up. And then you all of a sudden they start smelling yeah. like like razor blade and like like metally onion. Funky. And I just I can't handle it. So if that's a situation, yeah. please 
wear some deodorant. Okay. Um, <laughs> but if not, by all means, come sit next to us. Okay. Number three. Yeah. Which Spice Girl do you see yourself in? Inside of or as? Because Either way. Oof. Who do you recognize um, more with? I feel like that's changed over the years. I always thought that I was um, uh, like a baby and a scary mix together. Mm -hmm. um, ginger, I feel like those three, I don't consider myself posh spice or sporty spice, um, even though I dress like sporty spice and I sound like posh spice. But <laughs> I would say I have the least in common with them. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, so like, um, where are you from exactly? Because the thing is, is you're not from California. Oh. No. Um. so I'm from um, Oxford and London I usually say uh, so I was raised in like rural area and then also in city in London so kind of had a bit of both and then I was very lucky to like travel around uh, as a young adult and live in other spots I love it we're going to come back to that but I just okay if you feel safe to answer this question how old are you I'm 33. Okay, so you I were around. Great. So you were you were around when when the Spice Girls were out. Okay, because I've always yeah, thought, absolutely yes. I've really looked at you, and I'm always like this little tiny 22 year old something. Because you look young, and like you look young up close. So bask in that and enjoy that. Because why? Thank you. I'm old. Um, this is an elder talking to you. So. <laughs> and when, okay. when it, and going back into the Spice Girls thing, I completely identify with how like when you were younger, you were you thought that you were one thing because I always thought that I was more posh. You know what I mean? So the little black Gucci dress or the little black Gucci dress. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like those are the kind of choices that I need to make for myself. But now as an older person, I've realized how much of a sporty I actually am. I think aesthetically because I do love the clothing. I do love. I'm wearing a tracksuit right now. Okay. Yeah. The jacket's in the back of this chair. But also, there's something about Mel C that is so damn special when you realize that all the best parts in the songs are sung by her. So that's something. <laughs> she also had such a dark, um, like, story as everything was going on. She was, like, battling anorexia and things like that. Like, like mm -hmm. it was super bad. Um, and she also had probably one of the most successful careers out of the Spice Girls. Minus Mel B. Mm -hmm. Well, solo-wise, in, 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 in the music foray, completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, except Jerry had a few good hits, but I think Mel C is really who's still kind of churning it out now. Question number four. What brand slash flavor of poppers do you prefer? Oh, I am very selective, very picky, and will criticize someone for bad choices of cleaners i like english white label and brown bottle i will do double scorpio i love double scorpio for the right environment um and also really good for like mixing but i will absolutely like shame someone for using rush it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> so if a trick comes over with rush are you like no absolutely not like this is not first of all that would never happen because i have the supplies so it would never be a situation where they would need to bring rush um and she's I don't hospitable think I would... yes and i don't think i would probably get with someone that uses rush to be fair um <laughs> but if they did i would educate them on better options okay you just said something so it's going to be my question number five what's more what's something that you say more to be fair or in it i say to be fair more often but mentally i'm in it <laughs> <laughs> i love that so much it's it's in such it a love mind. island thing it's such a love island thing right now to be fair to be fair yes to be fair you know like yeah. and it's, it's they're always constantly saying <laughs> like and There's it's just so many things that i don't realize that i say that i've said for years little phrases that it'll come on to a tv show and then some american points out like something that i've been saying and then i realized i say it i love so. it though i love it so much okay number six your favorite broadway or west end musical or show Ooh, that's a tough one okay well um Musically Wicked, although I've never seen it, I absolutely love the, the music of it. Oh, you dying need to, to see it, see baby. It. Yes, go yeah, see it I'm next time. Yeah, I'm dying to. Um, I was a little, like, Broadway baby when I was 
younger so I saw like all of them cats calamity Jane like all uh, all of them um Priscilla Queen of the Desert was a really good one mm-hmm. um that was in in London probably uh, cats it's controversial but the, just the stage itself like spins around and you're like shrunken down in size like everything is just huge around you mm-hmm. and probably cats you like that world creation I love that yeah I'm not I'm not a huge like Andrew Lloyd Webber like fan but the thing is, is like, I completely respect it and I get it you know um yeah. number seven what's your song this week Ooh, um scissor shirt hello <laughs> okay I have a question so when that song first came out or like at least the hook of it wasn't it like on TikTok for a second so well, staying in my when shirt. it actually first came out it was at the end of one of her music videos so it was mm-hmm. a teaser that came out years ago at the end of one of her tracks so I've had like the 10 hour repeat YouTube videos of that on mm-hmm. repeat for fucking ever now so it's been long anticipated but yeah it was taken into like tiktok and like i mean i think culture in 2020 i even did a tiktok doing a choreography of like blood stain in my shirt which like, yeah. like, like like that's like the part you know what i mean so sizza is like yeah. one of those those artists that i think is just absolutely incredible and in that we don't get enough from so when she gives you something you're just like this is everything like grateful Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, her new album comes out next month. So super excited. Super. And that's the last album that she's doing with um, with the record label that she's with. So well, they'd be been, like, I've talked about it before on here that they've really screwed her over because she's wanted to release new music. But since her first or not her first album, but the last album was doing so well, it's one of the top streamed things on Spotify still. So they don't want to touch that so they haven't let her like release another something and so it's it's so crazy how all that stuff works okay that's a good song though shirt by SZA everybody go listen to that stream it now okay your favorite place to travel Ooh, I'm still really enjoying exploring different places in America so I've been loving the Pacific Northwest recently so like Portland Seattle love the vibes there tall guys big dicks like cute weather um so pacific northwest i would say for now i love you you're somebody from london completely because you're like cute weather but the things it's in like <laughs> <laughs> like and i'm like it is so rainy and dark up there and like you're just like oh it feels like home <laughs> i haven't i haven't had seasons in i've lived here for eight years and so i've not seen seasons like proper seasons for such a long time so it's nice to go like if you're going there in like winter or whatever season where there's like leaves are falling off the trees mm-hmm. it's nice to see that and it's not like fucking freezing okay and number nine who is somebody who you would suggest or your favorite performer to follow on a just for fans or only fan site <laughs> Ooh. you can give some flowers <laughs> <laughs> um... or rosebuds so to speak so I only really follow people that I work with. Generally, mm-hmm. I this is controversial, but I don't really watch gay porn. So I don't really, uh, I don't really watch other creators. I know that sounds really bad. Um, oh my god, you're one of those actors but, who's like, I'm an uh, actor without a TV at home. So sorry. <laughs> I don't watch. I don't watch any of the things I film. I don't. Uh, yeah. I do you edit can't, it yourself? Like, do it because I no. So you just have somebody else edit or you just put it out as is? Oh, girl, um, you are I so usually, brave. So I usually will film with people that are uh, really controlling in, in how they want things done, which works for me because it's less for me to have to do eventually. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they can take control of it and edit and do whatever. I know what I did. I was there for it. So you're like, um, my ass is clean. I'm just ready to put my legs up. What are we doing? Like. <laughs> exactly yeah you did you um, did the pre-work so I completely get that <laughs> yeah I'll I'll watch like little clips um but yeah I would um I would have to find their actual like link names but um comrade powers from Chicago he is super hot really amazing um yeah there's so many queer amazing alternative like performance 
performers that do amazing shit that aren't like this generic um like gay porn actor vibe okay before we keep on going let's plug one more thing so let's plug your sites and so like your twitter is also a yeah jackie situation correct and it then, is yeah all so of my guys, everything's all the same so you guys go find that go find the only fans and you can find the people who he's doing scenes with those people are hyperlinked and then you can click onto them and then you can find out who his favorite performers are because from firsthand experience who the better ones are so <laughs> there we go perfect <laughs> she's been she's been in the situations i'm gonna actually ask you this next question because usually end on like what are you binging but we're gonna talk about that anyways i want to know who's your housewife of choice who's your favorite housewife oh that is such a difficult question that's like a rosemary's baby um probably at the moment brandy glanville mm. i love her um, I'm so for bringing her back. She's so misunderstood. She is like a proud slut. Like she loves being sexual. And I think that she's constantly just like shamed for it. Um, when actually she shouldn't be. She's very honest and open about who she is. Um, I think she's great. So probably Brandy. She's a good one. She's an energy too that we're missing in a lot of housewife franchises because there's not that person who is going to be chaos and say the thing that should be said at this moment. Mia right now over on Potomac is giving us a little bit of that, which I'm kind of appreciating right now. So are you up to date? Are you watching any of the Potomac? Have you watched any of the season? So I haven't watched this latest season or I think even the last season of Potomac, um, but I did want to start watching again. I just can't stand um the one on there that got her ass beat that season what was her name candace okay candace i can't watch here's her. the I thing her. she's just the worst i did too up until this season this season this bitch has done a 180 like last season near the end like you were kind of like, so did she retract something. her homophobic comments i think in in some ways yeah because she's working with a lot more gay men now like when she's doing a lot a lot of other things and so i haven't really heard her homophobic and the other thing too is boomer banks is good friends with her like besties so and i actually just hung out with boomer banks in orlando earlier in in october and we were just talking about her and then he's been at her house and with her and that sort of a thing and so i need to get him on the pod to kind of like talk about it um yeah i don't know boomer banks to know his judge of character on whether mm. someone is a good person to hang out with or not but from watching on tv i can't stand her and she is off-putting enough for me to not want to watch yeah. that franchise we'll see but then i, I do see. love jump back in this season because there's jump a point where yeah because we are breaking fourth wall there's an amazing part where um she is like giselle is essentially dropping a bomb about her about candace's husband allegedly calling her and wanting to talk to her inside of her hotel room privately inside of her bedroom or whatever and then she felt some sort of way about it and candace shuts it down and she goes what are we doing here what what are we doing here you leave this in this is fourth wall break we got it wait why, why are we doing this like and she just like she's taking it down so when you see another camera in the distance and that's when i feel like housewives it's like oh we're breaking the fourth wall we're getting into like the real thing so there's i don't love candace but this season she has become more likable and i've just and i've heard things around the way that she's you know it's 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 better you know what i mean and so i think that she's she's made some type of i will amends. watch if she gets her ass beat again because that was enjoyable to watch she is just such oh, a oh, no we have person. we have wendy and mia going at it with each other right now like, i love wendy no um, like I also and love right now Ashley darby and Ashley's she's, the, the husband is um or ex-husband like they're separated mm -hmm. Um, so I love that for her. Yes. And she's doing well. I think she's dating one of the guys from like Southern Charm or or, or uh, Winter House or one of those kind of things right now that she's kind of like fucking around with. One yeah. They were like fucking at BravoCon. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then there's also like her doing like her like little TikTok videos in like his apartment. <laughs> like recently uh, and not I'll saying anything but, confirm it. yeah but like like it's like a, it's all like an allegedly situation okay so those are 10 questions and all that sort of thing so jackie um i did not know that you lived here in san diego for eight years and so when did you move to the states yeah how long did eight you move years straight? ago so you went straight from from london to here i actually went from berlin here so i left berlin for maybe like three months 
to be in the UK and then straight to here. But from like living long term, it was Berlin. So I was still in like Berlin mindset of like dark rooms and and mm-hmm. deep techno and clubs not closing. And then I come here and then everything is closed at midnight. You're like, oh, the, the Mormon money does exist here in San Diego. The Mormon, yeah. <laughs> like, there, exactly. there is some influence. Yeah. So that is, um, okay, so you moved from Berlin, you come here. Did you have family out here? Did you just, was like a, a dream or like what was the catalyst to get you out here? I moved out here with my mother and my sister initially to uh, open up a business. And yeah, the rest is kind of history. Um, so my mother's still out here, um, mm-hmm. but my sister's back in the UK, and that's about it. Cool. So it's it's yeah, because I just know that like it was. I feel like maybe like 2020, 2019 is when you like you first came across my radar, and I was like, who is this little demon trollop who's like running around with these little ears and whatnot? Because when you're go go situation, you do know how to like drag it up to a certain degree and become like this otherworldly creature that's just like the sex nymph kind of a little thing and so where does where does that like what does that where does that enter into your journey um i like to think of it's kind of inspired by um uh fern gully and different economic statuses like what would happen if fern gully had a different outcome um -hmm. and also i just like the whole demonic shit i think that there's so many cis straight girls in our spaces that it's really easy to freak them out if you're a little demon and you can get away with a lot more and mm-hmm. and it's just very much my personality is this little like nympho sex nymph <laughs> were you ever club kid or were you more fetish or yes. like where does that sit like yeah this is so, so interesting I to me i started out in the in the london club scene probably when i was about 16 mm-hmm. so that was with um buster bennett and scotty and uh, like the the East London underground club scene then at the time mm-hmm. and I was working in the clubs then up until well I worked in the clubs in Berlin too actually so I've always worked wow. in clubs and I was definitely doing like club kid I hosted horse meat disco in Berlin for a few years um, and then when I moved here I did I stopped working in clubs for a while uh, and it was only like recently that I started like working back in clubs again and uh, mm-hmm. and dancing and stuff like that and flirted with the adult industry and everything like so all this stuff has like started to like it just I feel like I've just seen you even like your popularity and like this catalyst like you're kind of like on this little upward kind of a something that's going on right now you know what I mean like I'm just kind of like I'm hearing your name I'm seeing you do little things and everything it's very very fun to watch you know from the side and um yeah and so it's one of the reasons why I was like let's get them on the show so it was um I just like to talk to people that I just think that I, I find interesting and whatnot. And so, um, and one of the things that you do too, as we kind of, we, as we've already discussed and all that is like your, your foray into like being an adult performer and whatnot. When did that, when did that start? Like, how did, how did you first get the guts up to do it? Well, I started sex work when I was 14. So I've actually been doing the sex work is the longest career I've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. so longest I career started- in the world. It's the oldest career in the world, and that is the one I have I have done in all different aspects of it. So I started out traditionally doing escort work, uh, and then doing fetish uh, and pro dom work, fin dom stuff like that. Um, and then uh, I would say doing OnlyFans. I was pretty new to doing uh, like OnlyFans kind of stuff. It was a new wave for me of doing. Um, film work uh where it's it can be a lot safer than doing traditional escorting where you're meeting up with clients especially as an immigrant you know doing sex work Mm -hmm. uh you don't want to get like arrested and deported and whatnot certain laws that are easier um easier to do it as long as there's a camera in the room versus if it's sex work yeah one of them but there's also also uh, negatives behind um, OnlyFans and things like that is it is a hard hustle. I would definitely prefer to do studio work than than doing OnlyFans um, stuff because it is that much harder of a, a of a vehicle to do as a full business, and people don't really see it like that. They 
so many people think, well, I'm hot, so I can just take pictures and get paid. And it doesn't work like that. You know, it's a full time job. Constant, um, constant, constant. Because so you need a trend. Happy- you need to jump on the top of the top, like the top of the feed. You need to be up in people's, you need to be in people's thoughts. They need to know who, you know, see all of you and know your personality and that sort of thing. So then they want to keep on coming back and all that. I completely get that because all the content creation is so much work. So when do you, um, well, even that in itself is like the posting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So when, so here's my question for you, because I, I like to pose this to people who are like adult performers and that. When do you feel most in your power in those situations, like in sex work or adult work and that kind of thing? Like, when do you feel the most like rock star? Fuck yeah. Like this, this is the moment. Um, I, I feel like during, like when, during filming, um, mm. I'm pretty good. I like to think I'm pretty good at chemistry anyway. I can pretty much create chemistry with anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't film with everyone, but I can create chemistry with anyone I would like to think. Um, and so I feel like that because that is, that is the job that you're doing, you know, like as long as, you know, um, I especially feel that like when I'm doing anything, uh, that is, um, more kink based I just filmed with kink men and that I felt super badass I was like suspended with a hook in my ass from a big bobcat machinery and um and I just felt like rock and roll for that it was a really fun time and I was doing kink things which I love in for a production company which I've admired for such a long time and so that was definitely like a fun thing to do you know so probably probably that so when you get the better yeah, when you get to do that, is it so are you have you already pushed your limits before you're on camera or is it all being captured like this is the first time you're going to be experiencing this brand of whatever? Like have you like how how do you like attack that? I'm pretty experienced when it comes to kink, um but the way that like kink men works for example, they are so about um consent which is great. Um, so you generally will like run through what's going to happen before it happens. Um, and you only do things that you consent to doing. You have consent forms and whatever of what you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, um, I was, uh, did like um, e-shockers, like cattle prods mm-hmm. um, when I filmed. And that was the first time doing that. And so I like tested it out on your arm, like beforehand. So I had like an idea of it. Um, and then when filming, it was obviously in more like sensitive places. So majority of it, I would say it's like pretty real. Um, and when do you, and what is your, like, is there safe word or like, what is your like cutoff? Like, when do you like, no, 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 stop. Or what those kind of things? Um, yeah, they definitely have like safe words. And then there's like the traffic light system for if, if you need to like completely end the scene, which would be red, or if you continue, which is green, or if you just need to like adjust a little bit. Um, so you, you do have that. I try not to do the safe word as much as possible. I feel guilty for like, if you're like stalling filming from happening or anything like that. So I'll only really use it if it's completely necessary, which usually was for um, being bound, being like tied up if circulation Mm -hmm. is being like, like tight or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But generally like I try to just like suck it up. So, are you are you more of a fan than i love that are you more of a fan of um kink work then or more straight up sex like what is what is easier well most likely straight up sex is probably easier just to get in and out but like yeah, straight up sex is is uh it, it can be easier to do um i like kink because it's more fun it's like playing with toys it's like for me i'm like a kid in a candy shop when i get to be playing around with all these different like kink toys and things that I love and enjoy and being around people that that um also share the love for like different types of kinks so I enjoy that I enjoy um it's different types of food I see it as like Mm -hmm. I can enjoy all different types of meals it just depends on what mood I'm in but if I'm watching porn yeah keep going you're watching porn what <laughs> if keep i'm talking. watching porn then it, de- it depends on like what uh what mood i'm in i guess so sometimes it can be more kink and sometimes it can be more like fucking i generally prefer rough though mm-hmm. i am not one for anything vanilla it does not excite me 
you like a lot of power struggle. You like a lot of like power play, so to speak, and that kind of yeah. thing. Like like one person taking charge and the other one just kind of being submissive. And so it's 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 a good little dynamic to watch. I mean, who doesn't love that? And especially when it's all consenting. A, a good snuggle struggle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a snuggle struggle. That's title of episode, Snuggle Struggle with Jackie. Okay, so. Love it. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much for being so, like, open, because I wanted to ask some of those questions. And so some things I just think that, you know, people don't always, you know, completely understand. And so I hopefully we've shown a little bit of a light on it and kind of gave it a little bit more context and just personality, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because, like, the adult industry, I feel like so many people are so like, oh, God, but at the same time, everybody's participating in it, whether they're a spectator or, you know what I mean? Like, there's just so much out there and there's something for everybody, you know? And so it's just like, yeah, look for what you're into. And as long as everybody's consenting of age and whatnot, then like kind of be there. Okay. You were telling me earlier, so we're going to switch gears. We're going to start talking about some pop culture stuff. You were telling me earlier about this Balenciaga thing. And so, and I did not know about it. And so now tell me like, what is going on with Balenciaga? So that's the other thing to you guys. Jackie Just, is expensive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just as as we were like uh, starting the conversation, I was looking on Twitter to see like the trending topics. And I saw that Balenciaga was trending because they've done a campaign with a child where the child has like different like kink gear around them and stuff like this. And mm. so Republicans are going crazy, which it's so difficult because I love that Balenciaga is doing stuff that is just like annoying Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. um, but they also were like pro Kanye. So it's not good. <laughs> well, it's that. And then like the fact that like, I feel like Jeremy Scott did it a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Like Moschino did like the kink thing, but not with children in it. But like, you know, and like when I say 2018, they kind of like hit everything with, with kink has always been in fashion in some way whether it's mm -hmm. like in uh it's, it's always it's always been there it's there, it's always been a nod to kink somehow um at least from like the 80s onwards um whereas uh i feel like balenciaga i love adidas so the adidas balenciaga marriage that they did was just like heaven for me i love latex i love adidas and i like balenciaga so it, it mixed it all together really nicely for me um so yeah it's been done but has it been done well <laughs> you, okay so you talk you talk about fashion too with a little twinkle in your eye and you're somebody who too that i look at and i'm like mm, she's got swag she's got it she's she's pulled an outfit together they have it you know that kind of thing and so when have you always been interested in fashion is that's always been something that's just kind of like been the purview it's something that like where, where where does that come from? Um, well, I actually studied fashion styling um, in London, and I worked for a stylist when I was from like about nineteen years old. And I worked for the BBC. I did uh, London Fashion Week, all that kind of shit. So mm -hmm. I've always done like styling and been interested in fashion and that sense and will use that whether it's in my outfits for go-go dancing or things like that I I have a love for fashion whether I think it should be taken so seriously I don't think so um, but you can definitely change how someone feels and you can change how people feel about you through what you wear um, and I really like that about clothing it emotes feelings I love that because it's like um, it's an extra piece of art. I didn't get into like fashion, these kind of things until I like was like in high school. And there was like this moment where I was like in my junior year and I decided I wasn't going to wear the same outfit twice. And so if it meant like changing something up with like, you know, this pants with this shirt and this these shoes, and I almost kept like a journal of like okay, I wore these khakis with this striped shirt and this vest, so I can't wear this combination again. So this vest can go with these jeans and it can go with this. And so there was like that kind of thing. And then that's what kind of like when um, I graduated in like late 90s. So it was like when Betsy Johnson and Mark Jacobs and everybody was like kind of post grunge. Doing, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like coming out of that, coming out of like the CK one, you know what I mean? CKB that, that heroin chic era when it was kind of getting into it into an early hipster kind of a thing and so and i just thought it was just like everything at the time and that fashion could be anything you know like tv shows and whatnot okay let's yeah. talk let's give people what they're like listening what they're listening for 
What are you binging right now, Jackie? What are we what are we watching? What are we enjoying that's on the telly? I've totally binged the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, the um ex-housewives. Ex-housewives season. at the manor. Uh, yeah, Bluestone Manor, that was um, phenomenal. I feel like every single person there was integral to it being perfect. I think if you took one element out, it wouldn't have been as amazing. Um, I There was cer- certain um, people on there, I never really liked watching OC or New York because I just didn't really like the women on there. I found them to be like just too like alcoholic messy. See, and, I, um, and New York is my favorite. I can deal without the OC, I don't yeah. need them. But But New York is like, those are my girls. And so I love that. Okay, so you guys, he, what he's talking about, what I keep saying he, and I so apologize for this. And so it's, it's just, I, you notice that I've used every single pronoun though. Like I use she, he, they, like it's just everybody is everything to me. And so I apologize. Um, but what we're talking about is over on Peacock, you know, that they have these all-star seasons of The Real Housewives. And so, and if you even aren't a fan of Real Housewives, it is just a spectator sport because what they did was they got these all-star housewives together and they were in a house for about, I think it's 10 or 14 days so they can get this footage. It was eight days. It's eight? Yeah. Okay. So then the thing is, is so maybe it's the 14 days. So, because Dorinda talked about why she was so on edge. So 14 days before everybody was there, they started in her house doing all the installation and everything, which is why she was so on edge for the whole thing. Cause she's, you know, using her home and the ex housewives, this is where Brandy Glanville comes in. It's a, it's a Vicky who Vicky Gumbelson, regardless of how you feel about her, she is housewife. Like she's the OG from the OC and the, And the thing about this is that in the ex-housewives at the manor, I went into it like, ugh, Vicky. And then after a couple episodes, you're like, that's why Vicky's a housewife, because she brings things yeah. up. And like, if if somebody, if she thinks like, aren't your feelings hurt by that? You know what I mean? Like, why do you do that to me? You know, she's just, she's good at making TV. And there's a certain type of housewife who's good at that. And so you have her and the juxtaposition of her who does good tv like that and you have like a train wreck like jill zarin hi amazing <laughs> it was amazing i i also feel like um for half of the season you're watching vicky just being tortured she was just mm-hmm. doing shit she didn't want to do she'd just been in a breakup the day before and then got thrown on the tv which you know she like had to do and then just had to go get drunk with these obnoxious women the whole time and it was fantastic it was great television i guess too that since she's a non-vaxxer they were testing her every morning and every night. So she's just had like swabs up her nose every every five minutes, essentially. And so, and then like you have Tamara on there, who's really good. The one who was, okay, so we know Phaedra is going to be great because she's just good TV and, and all that. But the one who surprised me on the Ultimate Girls Trip season is... Um, Eva? Eva, yes. Who we knew I... she had it in her to be a good, better housewife than when she was on Atlanta. When she was on Atlanta, if you watched her seasons, did you watch, did you watch Atlanta yes. at all? She wasn't, she yeah. was pregnant the whole time. And so, and she was a little bit like, a little boring, you know what I mean? And she wasn't Eva the diva that we knew from Top Model, you know? I think she was also boring on the ultimate girls trip but she was she was stoned the whole time so it just made it better I think it was just because everyone else was so messy around that it was just funny that she was like thrown in there just casually kind of like what the fuck is going on you need Um, a rock like that though when everybody when everybody else is a balloon you need a rock like that that you can check in with and be like that's the girl I would hang out with that's the one who I would sneak off with be smoking a doob let's do a shot let's go back to the rest of the crowd and be like these bitches are crazy like that's that's the girl that you would want to hang out yeah. with <laughs> i also was pleasantly surprised by phaedra because i ne- i didn't really love phaedra on atlanta um mm. as much as like other people on her season at the time but when she came on to this latest season i thought that she had changed a lot like simmered down and it's just like fun and like um she was a good time i think that they should bring her back she was she, on Dubai for a hot minute, wasn't she? Yeah, and she she really is due for a comeback, and maybe without having Porsche, because the rumor is that they're going to bring her back to Atlanta now. Like it's 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 in the it's in the background or whatever. So we'll see if that even happens. But with all the craziness that they're doing, and the other thing too is like now Jill's going to get a new life, and Dorinda they're going to be pulled over into the Legacy series for Housewives of New York, which 
Um, I don't know how I feel about and all the stuff that's going on with Lizzie Savetsky with the new with the new housewives that are going on. Have you seen any of that? I haven't seen any of that. I don't really pay any attention to New York housewives. Oh, see, there's going to be a new season that's going to be coming out, which I think is going to be fun. It's it's a little bit influencer heavy, but um, they have recast New York completely. So New York is being split into two series now. And so all of our established housewives like your Jill, your Dorinda, Tinsley, Luann, those kind of things, they're considered legacy members. So they're from like the first iteration of, of Real Housewives in New York. And now they're bringing in all these newer girls who are, um, and now I can't remember one of their names and I'm gonna have to look it up as I'm telling you. But what's happening- It says a lot if you can't remember. Well, the thing is, is it's just, and you would know her. That's the problem is like, you would know her because she is fashion royalty from the, um, I'm going to have to like put a little thing in here. Jenna Lyons, you know, Jenna Lyons, she was, um, she's who kind of made J crew what it was before it's now a big old mess, but she was like the person who kind of like helmed J crew for a long while. And, and she's like in her fifties, which is good because I feel like a real housewife needs to be a little bit up there in age. I want a 40 year old. I want a 50 year old. Yeah. I want somebody who is coming into like the prime of their life and they have a new, they have something to prove there's an invigoration, <laughs> but they're... either that, or I want to see someone that was just sold off. I want to see like some 22 year old that has like an 80 year old husband and then see how they interact with like the elderly women, you know? Well, we saw what happened with Erica Jane. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Yes, that's true. Somebody who we thought was going to be like this boss and everything else. Then as soon as her whole life crumbled, all of a sudden it was like, I didn't know anything about that. And I was like, well, I thought you knew everything, Lyrica. Anyways, that's just how I feel about her. But... <laughs> I, I, I feel the same as well. I think when you're married to someone that is such a big, like legal brain, you're going to mm. know how to live your life in a way that, you know, crosses the T's and dots the I's. So I think she knew. You think? I think I think she knew parts. I don't think she knew the extent of what was going on, but I think if she's on social media, she's looking at comments of what people are saying about her, which she does. And mm -hmm. if these families were truly hurt and affected by her actions, she would have had comments about her for a long time mm -hmm. about the court cases or anything like that. So she would have known about this kind of thing for a long time prior to that, I would have thought. I think the whole no thing though is is I think she was still receiving legal advice from Tom all the way up until this point. You know what I mean? Like he basically told her, get out now, Yeah. you know, get out now before, you know, before mm -hmm. it all crumbles and she was out. And then that whole scene with like Garcelle, this is, we were digging way back into Beverly Hills, even though like in like a hiatus right now, but like that scene with, with Garcelle when they were in the desert and, and Garcelle's like, well, yeah, you talked to Tom. And she was like, and, you know, like Erica just like crumbled and she got all mad at, at her that, you know, you're bringing up my personal life and blah, blah, blah. And part of that is because like she really shouldn't be talking to Tom because, you know, lawyers and all that legal stuff that she can't say anything, you know, that what's going on because then it like it leaves them open to more litigation, more discovery, all that sort of thing. They've actually asked like they have now asked in court case, they've subpoenaed all of the Bravo footage, even stuff that didn't make it onto the show. They've asked for everything. So they're combing through to just be like, okay, $8,000 shoes, $9,000 coat. You know what I mean? Like they're just checking off to see what, what, what is she spending her money on? What was going on? $45,000. Yeah, those glam. earrings. Yeah. Those earrings. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so all the yeah. controversies around those, would you give them back? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If I was Erica, no, but I'm not Erica. If it was me, yeah, I'd give them back. But she's stubborn and uh, she has things to prove and she has ego. So I, I see why she kept them. It's true to her character, but I would definitely give them back. I just think it just looks really bad as well. I think, I mean, a lot of things look bad. The fact that she's in a $9,000 rental, you know, a month rental, you know what I mean? Like, girl like it's not that expensive to live in LA you're keeping up appearances we understand but you're in a rental also for nine thousand dollars I could find a much nicer rental in LA than the one that she has it looks true, true, true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would have been better if she would have been like living in Lisa Rana's pool house that's what I really wanted to see is like, like for her to that's really the next slum step. it that's good. yeah 
that yeah, would have been good. I think they're putting them all right now on hold because like to let everything cool off. Like, because they're usually they they would usually be shooting Beverly Hills right now during the holiday season, and they're not bringing them back until like end of January, February. They said that, so they're really giving them a break. What is like, what is that they started filming and then had to stop filming and mm -hmm. then did a pause on it? Because so, I think that some people like either walked out or quit or it just wasn't like well it's because they can't get kathy kathy's refusing to be with with lisa and them and then lisa is being so polarizing i actually i've said this before on the show i think that they should keep lisa when you're that but when you have that much controversy behind you keep the girl and then like but friend zone her best friend like make erica a friend of so then we got to work a little bit harder here you know what i mean <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm so bored of Lisa. <laughs> but she's not like, grounded. She's not, she's, yeah. she's a, she's a, she's a character with no foundation and she's got no stakes because she doesn't put any of her real life out there. And so everything that she does is very surface level. And even the stuff with her mom, it's tragic that her mom died and everything, but the place that she was coming from never felt genuine. It always felt like she was yeah. in a soap opera, you know what I mean? And yeah. so like, Get over yourself. A I bit. say bring back Lisa Vanderpump, bring back Brandy Glanville, keep um, uh, Lisa Renner, and then watch it all just like fucking explode from there. And uh, yeah. There's rumors that, that, that Heather, some drama then. Heather Dubrow and her husband, so they sold their house in the OC. Um, it was the largest sale of the year, the third largest sale in OC history for how much they Damn. sold this house for. So it was something ridiculous. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. But she um, now, I guess her and Terry, they have a apartment that they or a place in Beverly Hills because, you know, he's got his show up there and everything else. So they were always splitting their time between Beverly Hills and OC. And she wants out of OC because I guess it's getting too hot for her there. Something's going on with her and Tamara and, and Shannon or something like that. And so like the rumor is, is that Heather Dubrow wants to j join another cast and then what we're doing is, is which is kind of like fun because we're getting um, Taylor Armstrong, who was also in Housewives, uh, the Housewives of the Manor, who I don't think Taylor had a very strong showing, but I think the reason why they kind of put her in there was to get yeah. her and Tamara to kind of show because she lives like three doors down from Vicky Gumbelson. She lives in Cota de Casa. So, ta so okay. Taylor is now a friend of on OC this season. And Heather Dubrow is begging, basically, um, for a position over on Beverly Hills. And so it's something crazy. Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah. They, they sold that house for $55 million to a mystery buyer. It's a 22,000 square nice. foot home built in 2018. We waited forever for it. Seven bedrooms, 14 baths. It's not even a full, on a full acre. It's 0.9 of an acre. It's a Newport coast. <sighs> It's nice to know that each bedroom has two bathrooms, just mm -hmm. in case. Well, each bed, so... well, the bathrooms, some of them are downstairs, and so like, so and yeah. there's probably a coke bathroom <laughs> that nobody knows about. You know that Terry goes and does all of his cocaine. Totally. Yeah. Or each bedroom has a coke bathroom and then a bathroom. You know, that's probably well, there you go. For it. I mean, the thing yeah. is, it's like rich people have it all. Okay, so what else are we binging? Um, well, I started watching White Lotus and I binged the whole season. And then I realized that I binged the first season and that there's two seasons. Mm -hmm. So I binged the first season. Um, it was amazing. I I absolutely love murder mysteries. So um, anything dark, twisted murder mystery vibe um, gets my attention really quickly. So uh, I love that. I thought the casting was done really well. Jennifer Coolidge is a god incredible um, when she cries yes. on the boat the first season when she just, <laughs> just amazing <laughs> like the, the crying on the back of a boat she it's... she's just phenomenal and I, st I started watching just today the first episode of the second season um which uh again jennifer coolidge is amazing and i love the sex scene where she's like pushing him off um i uh, you, yeah i you have no idea because this season i think there's only like four episodes so far so you're going to eat up the next three it is so good 
it's not as good as the first, you know, like a lot of people that's what they'll say. And but at the same time, it's a fucking good TV. Um, Mike White is super yeah. special. Do you like he was I remember him when he was on Survivor, but like um the director, producer, the the creator of the show. Um in the second season, like just wait because they're gonna keep on introducing a couple more characters here and there. The prostitutes are a lot of fun in it. You know, you have Michael Imperioli. I, they love the prostitutes. They um big mistake entering the hotel i mean that would never happen if you were a, a real escort you wouldn't go into a hotel like that <laughs> but but hey um i mean at least they tried they had the i liked that they had their outfit changes in their in the toilets i've definitely done that in a stairwell of a hotel when mm-hmm. leaving um but you wouldn't enter a hotel looking like that if you actually were doing business or at least i wouldn't anyway um and then I was had the biggest crush on the guy that was the chief concierge there, that gay daddy that was like oh Murray the boys. Bartlett oh, from, from season so one. Yes, he he's is from Looking. So hot. I never watched that show. It's so bad. But it's so bad. That's why um, I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not something that I love. But Murray Bartlett is just beautiful, and he's like one of the reasons to like watch the first season. But wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I don't know if did you see him recently at the. Uh, that Emmy appearance that he had, and he's like in the full leather tux, like yes, a leather suit, and just absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, he could definitely bribe me into doing <laughs> a lot of things. What I didn't understand as well with that season, they had a huge bag of ketamine, and I mean, clearly the person hadn't done K when they put that in there because no one is doing that much ketamine and still being coherently like able to. Fuck not in a and, hole <laughs> and not being a k-hole like they're all doing k as if it's like cocaine and it just made no sense but it was fun to watch and he's so hot it's good and so in second season they're gonna start you you i'm so excited for you because you're gonna completely love jennifer coolidge is amazing and aubrey plaza is amazing in it like it's just um they're the really i think aubrey plaza is going to be up for a bunch of awards kind of like what jennifer jennifer coolidge did last year when everybody was thing i think that's that's this is the year for aubrey plaza because she is proving herself she's acting she is drama and so and she's and she recently went blonde and it's fucking she's a knockout right now with the blonde hair it's like a nice warm it's a warm tone and i'm completely loving it so somebody who i love i mean it's so crazy too to know from like parks and rec the trajectory of like chris pratt who like mega movie star now asshole christian and then you have like aubrey plaza who's becoming just like this darling of the screen who everybody is just obsessed with so i'm into it um i love how she can play dark characters as well and just like she can play the asshole role and it works well mm -hmm. i think it's because it's like it comes from a place of somebody who's not an asshole but just knows it you know what i mean like that's the thing is people who exactly. play stupid really well are usually super smart. And I think the same thing for people who play like complete assholes are usually they're a warm person. So they know how to like dig in when they need to. You know what I mean? Like that's that. The, exactly. The, yes. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So those are two shows that you were right now that you're binging. Do you have any other binge recommendations for people to watch right now? Um, it's a random one, but that, uh, the, um, that TV show on Netflix where they're like spies, I can't think what it's called, but it's like a spy reality TV show and they have to do like spy tasks, the mole. Yeah. Mm. I I was like obsessed with that. Um, yeah. The original mole was amazing and I've heard nothing but good stuff. I haven't been able to, I haven't jumped into this one yet because it's like the mole is one of those shows that you like want to sit and watch, you know what I mean? Cause you want to see like the actual gameplay happening. It's kind of like survivor. Cause if you like walk away from the room when you're watching survivor, you don't know where the alliances are. You don't know who's planning what behind the scenes. And I think the same thing happens with the mole. That right. If, some, that the, if somebody's realizing something, as you leave the room, you come back and you're like, what did I miss? And so that's why I got to get myself back into the mall. So Thankfully, it's it's that kind of show where they remind you every two seconds if you do miss something. So <laughs> they'll do like a flashback of a flashback of a flashback. And the episodes are kind of like split where the good stuff happens at the end and the beginning of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And then the middle is kind of just like fluff. And then like the end and the beginning of the next episode will be like the drama. So you can kind of like chill throughout the, the middle of the show usually which is pretty good i've got to get in there and watch it okay so my binge recs that i'm going to give people right now 
the Lindsay Lohan, the new Falling into Christmas. It's cute. It's old school Lindsay Lohan. If you love Lindsay from like um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, and if you liked her from like that era of where she was, like that mean girlsy kind of a thing, it's Lindsay's back. And like, it's just, it's nice to see. She's got a nice uh, deal right now going with Netflix because they were kind of like the only ones who wanted to invest in her and give her insurance. But now Jamie Lee Curtis is like, begging for another parent um what's called freaky friday so you can see uh, freaky friday yeah yeah so jamie lee curtis is like she's really heavy right now going in on that so i'm telling people like watch that that's a holiday movie you guys are getting ready for thanksgiving and whatnot that's a cute one um the other thing that i have been completely like uh loving right now is dead to me is back so have you i i loved the first season i thought the first season was amazing i haven't seen the second season yet that's actually next on my things to binge so perfect because well now they're ending it so it's like they they said that they were canceling it and then everybody was like you left it up in the air on the second season so now um third season is back linda carlini is amazing christina applegate is amazing jay marston is amazing i mean it's just like it's a killer cast right now the new i'm halfway through the new season and so and it's like it's one of those things that when I like a show a lot, I try to like watch two episodes and then go do something else because I don't want to eat the whole thing all at one time because then you just feel like I did it. And then you have to like go back and rewatch or something like that. So that's one of those shows that right now dead to me completely back into. So watch that, guys. Real random question before we like end our time together. Did you watch any of the new American Horror Story this season? Have you watched any of this? I I haven't. That is also on my list of things to watch. Um, I heard it's like super queer. Um, I it's definitely on my list of things. I it's was an amazing in till chat uh, till, till like the fourth episode, and and then you lost. I'm still like I just I finished it, and it could have ended with episode eight. I didn't need a nine and a ten, like to me. Okay. Um, it gets. And the thing is, and I have a feeling, and you probably will feel this way, and I might feel this way too if I rewatch it later, because a lot of American Horror Story stuff, like, okay, all things all, like when I'm designing stuff or if I'm doing a lot of paperwork or whatever, like I usually, I'm so ADD, I need to have something else on, like something to distract me, you know, and it's usually like I have a TV show on that I've watched, you know, um, and I'll keep that on. And a lot of times if I am feeling a little bit more stressed or whatever, it's usually something on like the horror genre. So like, like a, the walking dead or early seasons, of American horror story, that kind of thing, you know, even like the, a purge movie, I will put that on because it takes all of my anxiety. So then I get my work done. I just breeze through. So that being said, American horror story this season, I might appreciate it more on a second watch, but I wanted a little bit more like it was it was a horror it was a horror kind of a thing in suspense up until like episode like four or five and then it starts getting really ethereal and very symbolic and the big baddie is, oh God. A, is the big baddie is a symbol is more symbolism more than he is a big baddie like this whole big daddy thing you know what i mean that everybody's in love right now with matthew bishop who's like who plays like this character yeah and it's essentially it's a guy in a pair of leather pants a harness and a gimp hood you know what i mean and so who goes around and he's killing people or whatnot and then there's a, and there's another there's another couple horror things that happen so it's not just like one bad guy like how it usually is every season but it missed the mark and it became pain porn for gay guys and i don't mean like physical pain i mean emotional pain porn so we're in early 80s and we have the aids crisis that we're dealing with and they jump in hard core yeah. and i'm just i don't know i i know there's stories that need to be told but i just feel like this was just Ugh. And I'm a Ryan Murphy head, and I just didn't love it. I I love Ryan Murphy, but I I do feel like um, I don't know with like the Jeffrey Dahmer series and stuff like that. I think it, I I have mixed feelings about him releasing negative things about um, LGBTQ people um, in times when 
there are more than the community watching these things and they might not have like our best intentions um i i definitely want to see more positive stories of queerness and more like you know i am bored of seeing queer people failing all the time so but i haven't seen the new uh american horror stories there's a lot of honor and respect that's done that's something i mean like that's the thing is it's not done but it's not what I wanted from American Horror Story. You know what I mean? Like this yes. could have been this could have been a standalone series. And if it would have been like this is Ryan Murphy's version of like a horror suspense with a little bit of Angels in America. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's there's influence from Angels in America and from the um oh my God, now I can't remember. It's the HBO series, something heart. Um but anyways. It's it's just um, it's not what I wanted from an American horror story. That's plain and simple. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I wanted a little more camp. There's always a little bit more joy, a little bit of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And there's none. There is no joy in the last four episodes of the series this season, period. And so and I'm sad to say that because I'm such an American horror story head. And like this season, it yeah. just I couldn't it wasn't even like freak show where it brings you back you know what i mean like it just kind of like they do something and turn it on its ear this one is just blech, sad to be sad, sad. Yeah. yeah and so and it's just like okay what was in brian murphy during this whole situation okay so let's end on a happier note today so and the things that i like to end with is our crushes and the crush that i'm going to ask you though is i want a three-part crush I want your person, your place, and your thing that you are completely crushing on right now. I'll go through, I'll through, I'll go do mine real quickly first, and then I'm gonna let you do yours. So because this way sometimes people get a little bit tripped up. So my person right now that I'm completely crushing on is Pat Regan, who is a comedian. He's a writer for hacks. He's got a podcast out there called Seek Treatment with Kat Cohen. He is like my favorite funny person right now. And so completely loving his brand of humor. It's very unapologetically gay and very neurotic and so i completely sit with it so he's my person right now my place that i'm completely crushing on at this moment is hawaii because i've made plans to go to hawaii in february and it's like the thing that is driving me right now in my life <laughs> and so because i'm not doing a big like christmas break and then i think my thing right now are probably going to be my puppies just because we're almost a year old and we got haircuts today. So I'm not going to be really, really super snuggly tonight. So those are my three things that I'm crushing on. Right I love now. that. So Jack hair. My, my crush is, well, my, my person would be Murray Bartlett because he's fresh in my mind from binging, binging that whole season. So definitely him. Um, my place would probably be Chicago. Um, I am moving there uh, next year. And so I have been just been like bombing, bombarding myself with like research into um, Chicago. And so I'm kind of like obsessed with it right now. Uh, and I, I love doing and business out there. <laughs> like... In Chicago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my favorite thing would probably be English white label poppers. I love it. <laughs> so. Okay, fantastic. you guys, English white label poppers are really good. And so some of the people who are listening right now, they might not understand what poppers are, just Google it. And so it's essentially something that it's it's an inhalant that makes your butthole go and it's just amazing. And so, and it kind of gives you a little bit of a vibe. But the thing about the English white label, I realized no headache. Yes, that they don't have a headache. They're more similar to amyl nitrate, which used to be prior to like 2003. So it was smelling salts originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's more similar to that. And the shelf life is really good. And it just puts you in a really good headspace and no headache. I love right. it. You know, I have a question. Just I'm going to like randomly sidetrack before we like end ourselves. How do you feel about like max impact? Maximum impact, like the aerosol. I love it for others. I don't like it for myself. Um, I definitely like hardcore. I've done gas masks and I've done like a chloroform style on rags and whatever. But the spray for me, I just feel like I'm inhaling aerosol. Um, Mm. But um, the people that do love it will buy cans of it. So Mm -hmm. I love it for others. But for me, I'm I'm not a fan, but it is strong. I, it puts me like I have to be in a headspace to want to be on something like a max impact. Like you just need like 
I need a perfect storm for me to be there. And the thing is, and if you do too much of it, you hear like the screaming in your head because like everything is your blood cells are just basically all just dilating at the same time. Dying. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you just like hear like you're like, is that screaming? And then you realize, did I just pass out? Yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those kind of things. And the answer okay. is yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the answer is yes to everything. Okay, you guys, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo and Jackie today. Make sure that you guys are following Jackie over on all the social medias at yeah jackie so make sure you guys are liking subscribing wherever you guys are listening tell somebody about the show pass this along to somebody it's good fodder to like listen to when you guys are just like hanging out when you're cooking when you're moving around when you are taking a shower whatever you're doing love you guys thanks so much thanks jackie and good night from the lower level thank you good night from the lower level